to episode 62 of Movies in 4K, a bonus show. Yes, we are knocking them out here. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And we are covering a movie that was requested by Eric from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Cool. He stated he got this right when it came out. This has been an anticipated release mm-hmm. by Aero Video, a boutique indie production distributor. Yeah, I've seen a lot of discs like on videos and everything that have the A from Arrow. Yeah, cult classics, basically. Mm-hmm. And he wanted our opinion on this. And he said, we didn't have to get it if we didn't want, because this is a $70 release a limited release and it's not even available now unless you want to go to ebay or something like that and spend a hundred dollars basically yeah and spoiler alert i'm gonna need my own segment just to read the special features (laughs) absolutely so we're teasing it you don't know what it is yet unless you've seen that title but let's get this underway From 1990, Lady Phantom, we are covering Tremors, listed in two genres, comedy and horror. Comedy? Really? Okay. <laughs> I would say adventure somewhere. I wouldn't. <laughs> I this mean, is one of the first comedy horror outside of Evil Dead stuff. Oh, my. You didn't know that? No. You didn't see the comedy all rife throughout this film? Well, I saw a lot of attempts, failed, at, but attempts <laughs> okay. at comedy. I mean, I did chuckle one or two times, but it was not because of something they said or something. It was more like, because I saw their, they were being sarcastic and everything, but I really didn't know that they were trying to be comedic. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a mixed thing and we're going to get into that because it's some scenes they do try to take serious, but you know, with their wise cracks and stuff and after people are dying or making silly one liners and stuff. Yeah. It's definitely comedy horror. It's a light hearted romp. It's not to be taken super serious. I think. Would you really not put adventure somewhere in there? No, because they're fighting for their lives. Well, good point. They're not actually going and traveling and seeking out the things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're, it's not like they're trying to go from point A to point B. Yeah, I and mean. horror's only there because this is a monster movie. This is a tribute back to the fifties, sixties monster era movies. Yeah. You know, all Mm -hmm. practicals, big, goofy creatures, things like that. Yeah. So how serious can it be taken in this time period in 1990? Remember back in the 50s and 60s, it was about the nuclear war and stuff and what would happen. Creatures would get big and, you know, they had a spin. There was a reason for that. Yeah. All right. What stars we got here, Lady Phantom? Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Finn Carter, Reba McIntyre. Yes, and I'm the pretty country sure, star. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the little girl was the girl from Jurassic Park. And the guy was from Family Ties, the uh, father. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure yeah, yeah. his name. Michael Gross, that's what it is. Uh, okay. Yeah, he was the father on Family Ties. And Reba McIntyre had a totally serious role, funnily enough. Like, she has no comedic lines. Like, she's taking her role really serious. Well... And she might have been like one of the few people I liked. Well, they jumped 30 years and I don't know how many movies she's been in, but I know she's not no star or nothing in movies. No, I mean, basically a country star and she is big actually, but like not in movies. All right, directed by Ron Underwood, Lady Phantom. Yep. What does that little plot say? 
Natives of a small, isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures, which are killing them one by one. Let me start by saying I seen this in the theater. I was 19 years old. I was on a date, and that's what we went to see. And I remembered very little of this movie from then. I haven't seen any of the umpteen sequels to this. Mm -hmm. As you know out there, maybe you don't if you haven't been listening to me that long, I don't like the mixture of comedy and horror together. It takes me out of what horror is supposed to be scary. So this is not scary in the least. (laughs) And please out there, don't mention like creature from the black lagoon or something because oh my god people have some references to this movie and i don't know what mind they're coming from man but no this is slap sticky not airplane slap sticky but a level below that yeah no i saw it for the first time like five years ago it must have been around five or four and i hated it As I said before, I didn't know this was supposed to be comedy horror. And I do like comedy horror. I actually love it when it's well done. Like, I'm all for Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland and what we do in the shadows and all of that. Because they are all horror. And yes, they are comedy too. But they are funny. And the parts that are horror are good horror. This, well, we'll be talking about it. I heard you laughing during this viewing. I did say that. I chuckled once or twice because of something stupid they said or something. Not because it was funny. Because, well, but just because the they were stupid. I mean, naked gun, airplane. No, don't. Don't. Naked, naked gun and airplane are hilarious. This was dumb. I mean, there are yeah, differences. Yeah, but that's dumb humor, though, in those movies. But it's funny. But well, then again, you, my sense Santa. of humor is really dumb. But this was just stupid. I mean, (laughs) so then give us the definition between stupid and dumb, lady. (laughs) Okay. My sense of humor is really like simple, but it's very hard. Like I'm very attuned to British comedy. Like it's just like silly, you know, but it is funny, really funny. This is like, they are just trying to be over the top. And that is not funny. That is just stupid. I mean, I don't know how to So you don't like Adam Sandler? I tend not to, actually. I tend not to. I have enjoyed them in a few things. But Chris Farley, for example, like I remember back in, in his time in Saturday Night Live, I used to watch Saturday Night Live all the time. And he was the one I didn't like. So... <laughs> Yeah, well, this doesn't go that far as Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. No. By no means. No. There's just a lot of one-liners, and when people are dying, they're making silly jokes, puns, things like that. It's not like brutish and over-the-top screaming and stuff like that. So they're playing a line here. And I... To be honest, I don't really know if the filmmakers knew which direction to go with this film. <laughs> I'm not sure either because some parts of the movie they do take it very seriously, but then yeah, but only for others, like three minutes. And for, then, yeah, for three seconds, and then they go back to something that is like what? All right, well, so let's start this up. Okay, the movie begins with these two guys, Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. They're just handymen in this town with maybe a hundred people perfection is the town it's called nevada right and they're just going through daily jobs and things like that well they're fed up with this town because there's nothing there they're not making money so they want to head out and go to a bigger city so on their way leaving perfection they come across some dead bodies and wonder what's going on they're friends of course this is a small populated hundred and some people so everybody knows everybody really isolated desolate desert town mountainous and they go back into town to this one diner and this is where all the characters are basically yeah 
and they tell them what's going on. And you meet each one. Some are more interesting than others. There's this seismologist there that they meet. She's doing studies on earthquakes and things like that. And there was a lot of jokes right up there in the front when they're talking her with her. her. Yeah. And they band together and learn it's this worm snake like creature with fangs but for a tongue (laughs) instead of a tongue it shoots out other little alien looking like things like the chestburster alien in alien yeah but there's many of them that come out of the throat of this creature yeah tentacle like uh-huh. Yeah, but they're coming out of its mouth. Yeah, I know, it's I know. Tentacles. That, I said tentacle-like. Like even they say it's like tentacles or something. I but call out of tentacles out of, at all. Oh no, they said like snakes. But then again, I wouldn't call them snakes either. But yeah, it's like a, a mixture between a a snake and a and a tentacle thingy. Like it's just weird. Yeah, and they're monstrous things, and they travel underground in the dirt, and they have to decide how to defeat these things mm-hmm. of course you got the parts in this where people don't believe them until one of them comes around them and stuff like that all these type of movies like that but i want to start with what did you think about the towns folk lady phantom because there's a good eight people in this movie yeah you have the owner of the diner you have I don't know what this guy is, Michael Gross. I don't know if he was like like a councilman in this town or something. I have no idea. But he's the one who's got all the weapons and stuff, and his wife is Reba McIntyre. Then you have uh, a waitress there, and then you have another woman with a kid, and then you have this smart aleck teenager. Ugh. You have this Mexican guy that apparently works at the diner. Yeah, it's like... But this is the band of characters we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I... none of them were interesting to me. No, there was another guy, like, blonde-ish, that, that at some point he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't re- I mean, he's completely unimportant. I don't think really anything about them. They are unrelatable unlikable and that's unlikeable? it unlikable with a few exceptions yeah i wouldn't say they were unlikable i would just say there's nothing to draw you to any of them unrelatable yeah, yeah not unlikable i mean yeah, nobody's that's really true. Unlikable. because like the little girl she's fine her mother is fine but it's really hard to relate to them because they are at no point in the story do they even try to to get you to know these people besides kevin bacon and the other guy right and you don't learn much about them they're just friends that are always at each other's throat basically what friends do always uh-huh. criticizing each other playing and stuff uh, like that. rock paper scissors because they yes. don't want to do something you know like. yeah really throwaway characters even the lead yeah like oh <laughs> Now, I don't know how big Kevin Bacon was in 1990. He was in a couple of those teenage movies like The Outsiders. I don't think he was in The Outsiders. Had Footloose already happened by this time? It had, right? Isn't it an 80s movie? Maybe, Lady Phantom. But he wasn't no monster star, I would say. You knew his name. I don't know if he was a household name, but he would soon become a household name with movies like Footloose. Yeah, Footloose was 1984. Okay. So. Yeah, but that was more of a teenage movie, though, too. It's not well, like it was, like, for old people or anything. Or, I haven't watched it. <laughs> oh. I mean, I know it, and I've seen the dance because it was on the video. But so, that's I mean, it. he was known. We can put, I mean, he was the draw, I would say, to this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you wanted a monster movie to relive decades past, I guess it's fun for some. I personally, in the horror genre, was never a big fan of monster-style movies, mm-hmm. like big tarantulas oh. and big ants. And Did things. you like arachnophobia? Yeah, but that wasn't even big. That was just, that was, that's another comedy horror, talking about comedy. 
I'm talking about way back before, like mm. them. And which the blob is, and stuff like that. Yeah, and Godzilla and King Kong and all these. Creature of the Black Lagoon, that was my favorite. But we're talking about these big animals that grow larger. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, another comedy horror movie. <laughs> you know, things like that. That just really wasn't my cup of tea in the horror genre. So that has a little negative for me when they mix that in a modern day horror movie it was tough i'll say like i said it's tough um what else do you want to describe with the story they there's so many contradictions in this of course these creatures go by vibration and there's so many times okay we got to get from point a to point b and they use javelin sticks well on the ground well that makes vibration instead of walking on the dirt you know, things yeah. like that. It really bothered me. I think, and that's just my opinion, like sometimes filmmakers, they they want to create an interesting premise like this, you know, like the it reminded me a little only because of the noise and the vibration of A Quiet Place. But when you make such a premise in which it's so black and white, you know, if the monster hears a sound, it attacks, or a, vi a vibration, it attacks. It's like you put yourself in a cage, and you better think of something smart, because if not, everything or many things are not going to make sense. And that was my problem with A Quiet Place, actually, too, Lady Phantom, yeah. that I pick out like a sore thumb in that. Yes, and even there... I mean, yes, this happened in a quiet place, but they do have the scene with the waterfall and like they kind of explain, you know, like the water is louder than you. So blah, blah, blah. Here, it's just like, okay, you already established the vibrations and everything. And yet you're screaming to the other guy when you just said you had to be quiet. While another one's whispering. Another exactly. character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it's like, and then there's this, the the, the young kid, the guy you know, he just saw someone basically killed in front of him. And then he decides that it's a good idea to take a basketball, you know, and, and then just play with it on the ground. Like, did you just not see what happened? Yes, yeah, like, and that's what? the problem. They'll see deaths, you know, a head off a body and there's no emotion. There's no scares. There's no fright. It's just like, ooh, okay, let's go get everybody together and try to figure out a way to get out. There's no level of scare. Like, this is so not horror, really, only in the fact that it's a big creature. A monster thing, yeah. You know, it's not scary, and it's a shame a lot of these get lumped in this category, but what else are you going to call it? What would you put this movie in, you know, to get people even interested? So... This apparently is a cult classic movie to get this monumental release that came out from Arrow Video. Yeah. An extremely expensive disc that's only for fans of this film. Yeah. This isn't something you're going to go walk in a store and buy. No, this is limited pressings. They do this with a lot of these horror releases. And we had covered another one, not horror, but like The Elephant Man mm -hmm. was a very limited in England and Germany, I think it was. So we had to order it from there, which is, oh my God, head and shoulders above this. And that wasn't all that either. But this is made for certain people. So Eric, I just want to let you know, we say we cover them all. I really was looking forward to this movie because I didn't remember very much. I seen it on a date in my teenage years. So I had that. There was some nostalgia there. And I was very curious to see. I, and tell them, Phantom, like we were talking about while we was had this for a week before we got around to review it. We were like, oh, it might be good. It might be better than we thought. Yeah. You know, it might look better than we thought because this is an old movie, you know. And so we had all these things running through our head and hopeful. 
Yeah. So, Eric, I mean, I'm going to be really harsh on this movie as a movie itself. So don't take offense. And I don't want anybody else, whenever you recommend movies, don't worry if we don't like the movies. We have fun reviewing them. And we're out there mainly for the 4K telling you whether it's worth that. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. All right, Phantom. So a few have died. They end up landing on a rock. Very few, if you ask me. They think of a lot of different ways. They're trying to get up into the mountains to get away because they did kill one of them by it. Well, they didn't kill him. It ran into rock stone. So they have figured out some ways to kill these. And the seismologist knows that there's four of them. Because at the same time, there was four tremors at different areas. Uh So she just says there's four. Well, there's many in this series. There's way more than four. But in this movie, there's only four. Yeah. So it just progresses. They kill one a certain way. Somebody dies. They try a different thing. You know, there's always something else. You know what I mean? They try to get a plow. And then something goes wrong with that, and they kill one, and somebody dies, and then they have to get to a rock, and then da 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 da. That you know, it goes on like this. They yeah. keep inventing ways to stay alive and to try to defeat these things. It comes to the end where somebody makes a stand and is like, "All right, we're going to die of starvation." I don't know how because this movie, in my mind, takes place in three to four hours time. And they're already talking about thirst and dying of starvation. Yeah. There was no progression of time. It's all in the bright sunlight on one day. Oh, right. I would think it would be only one day. Yeah. Somebody has to make a stand to defeat the last one because they are evolving and learning what the humans are doing and supposedly getting smarter. Yeah, and if you ask me, that was the only interesting part of the movie to me. That, oh, like, oh, these things are learning. And we, like, we cannot fool them again because there's a scene, for example, where they kill one by throwing a bomb. And and then you see this explosion, right? Like, with parts of monster and everything. And they try it a second time. And then... The monster, very much like the Roadrunner on Wile E. Coyote, sends it right back at them. <laughs> and and it, that was cool to me. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, it's, I mean, it's cool that these warm things kind of, they are actually learning, you know, and, and that was funny. And many times also it reminded me a little of Jurassic Park. I know Jurassic Park was later, but it was like, okay, don't move. Don't say anything like if they don't move, if you don't move, they can't see you. <laughs> Something like that. Right. Oh, God. okay. So that's it on the story. I'm going to say one thing I liked and it's about it. And I'm just looking here on the web. This movie has a 7.1 rating on what? IMDb. You know, people I know have fun with this movie. Like I said, it's not to be taken serious. And that's why it bugs me. It's in the horror genre. You know, because even Shaun of the Dead has some scary moments. Oh, yeah. It, you know, and some gruesome parts. The most gruesome parts in this is when the creature gets dispersed or dispatched. Yeah, and, and you even see that. meat flying and stuff like that. It goes to a little gross factor and like some slobbering and stuff. But the one positive I will say with this movie is the effect of them traveling in the dirt mm-hmm. and how the camera angles were done there. I thought it looked really neat. Like it really looked like these creatures were behind them and traveling through the dirt with the mounds as something was going through, you know, I thought that was done very well. Yeah. It was like monster vision without the monster actually being able to see them, but you could see where the monster was coming from, which was kind of neat. I, <sighs> I don't know. I, I I didn't like that that much because I mean, for most of the movie, seeing the the effects of the monster, it was just like I was watching a cartoon. Like if you have ever seen 
a cartoon like the Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote and stuff happening under the ground. That's exactly what you get here. Even with the with the wood, with the ground, with floors made out of wood. Like I'm pretty sure if there had been a, a train track, it would have been exactly like that. I mean, yeah, there's so many inconsistencies. I here don't too. I, like there's three characters standing on the roof of a house and this creature's under them and you see the house waving and like the roof is undulating. Yeah. But then in the next scene, it's straight. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, wait a minute. If the, if the roof is undulating like that, like you're showing right now, then the creature must be in the house under the roof because there's no other way it would move like that. But the creature is not there. The creature is under the ground, which means your special effects are not good. All right. So do you have any positives here? Because that's all my positives. I did not like the acting. The sound effects were okay. I mean, moderate at best. Now, we did watch an upconverted from what this was released in, probably stereo in the back. So this was better than even at the theater because I can remember that that this didn't have the good sound that you wanted in a horror action movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the acting was not good to me. The writing's terrible in this movie. Uh, some of the set pieces were okay, but I mean, it's just out in the desert. I can't give it much credit. My positive is that burrowing effect of the creature. I actually thought this creature looked ridiculous. Like these little chestburster aliens that are sniffing around and biting i thought they were dumb looking and phantom even noticed some wire work on this movie so. yeah there's a scene with a horse at some point in the, oh, in the yeah, first half of the terrible. of the movie yeah and the these warm things they are attacking the horse and you can clearly see the wires it was like i was like oh look i can you can see the wires and it was bad my positive, I told you, I mean, I like the fact that these were learning creatures. And other than that, not really. I mean, Kevin Bacon was a thousand times better in Friday the 13th. And I mean, and he didn't do much there, but he no, was very he was natural. Only in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but he was natural and he was there, you know, like here it's like everybody, they, they just told him, okay, guys, overact all the time. Just whatever you have to do, overact, and we will do just peachy. Everybody was bad, with a few exceptions. Maybe the mother of the little girl and the little girl, but then again, they were barely there, and the, and that was it. The trigger-happy guy with the, the family ties guy, he was insufferable. The, <laughs> the young boy, he was insufferable. Kevin Bacon was insufferable. Every, I wouldn't the, say he was insufferable, I but would, he wasn't good. His friend, I liked. The other guy, I did like him. But like it was the, the acting in general was pitiful in this movie. I'll tell you what this movie makes me feel, Lady mm-hmm. Phantom. This movie just reiterates how good the classic movies are. Alien, I Spit on Your Grave, The Thing, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Alligator. All these low-budget films that came out and were scary, made for way less money than this movie with zero stars in them and hold up today and a movie like this i really want some comments on this episode (laughs) because i really want to know i want to get in somebody's mind like what do you really enjoy is this just a total popcorn movie for you you just laugh and have fun and it's creatures and them surviving and every joke landed to you because phantom's right some of these actors were insufferable. I would have turned this movie off if this was not a review after a good 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I'm thinking right now, big creature movies made before this. Like the first one that I immediately thought of was Alligator. And that and that's was 10 so years underrated before. and is light years ahead of this movie. Yeah, I mean, and it was 10 years years before this movie 
and it holds up and it's scary and it has a great story. The story in this and movie it's practical effects and it's a big alligator. alligator made from silicone and all sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, and the story in this movie is terrible. It's like, what's your story? That there's something that apparently just appeared out of nowhere and it's attacking and people. there's a scene I bet you people like, Phantom. They're in this store or diner, restaurant, whatever it is. It's one, it's all of them above <laughs> the store. It's like, you know, because this is a small town. So there's only one gas station there and the gas station doubles as the restaurant and blah, 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 blah. But there's a good five-minute scene talking about, okay, where did these things come from? Are they aliens? And, and like, it was so bad watching. And then they're like, what should we name it? And I don't want to name it anything. Why do we name it? Well, they're called graboids, if you don't know out there. And mm. not interesting. No. Not did I care where they came from. Yeah, the dialogue. And then she, they are all asking the scientist. And you're like, well, you're a scientist. She was like, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and it's so stage, Phantom, because here's our main cast of characters in this one scene when everybody's back and they know these creatures are there. And it's a more wide of an angle shot because you see all the characters there and you just see the faces of everybody. They're like, okay, you talk, Kevin Bacon. Okay, he's got his lines. You talk, Mexican guy. Okay, he says his lines. You talk, Asian guy. And it was, yeah. and you're just all looking like it was so not natural. Exactly. And then you know, like, like they they uh, in that scene, for example, where they kill one, that which in you you would think they would have murdered all of them because they were so over the oh, moon yeah. happy. Yeah, it was Yay. like yeah, it was just like you said right now. But now it's like okay, now you say yay. Yeah, and now you say right. yay. Camera and pan to this roof. Yay! Camera pan over there. High yay. five and camera pan over there. Clapping. I mean, oh my god, that was so so terrible. And no, this this movie is. Ugh. All right, it's time to get to the rating and recommendation. I think you know where we're. It's a total avoid. This movie has nothing going for it for me. And anybody that follows me that likes things I do, I will give this movie a two <laughs> out of 10. And that is for some of the camera work. That's it with the tunneling effect. I thought that was really well done. I don't know how it could have been done any better. All right, Phantom? I think it's a one out of 10. It's a, it's a really bad movie. Of course, it's not... You know, as bad as many other independent horror movies that you can see sometimes. But this one had a budget behind it and it had stars behind it. And it should have been a much, much better thing. And jeez, I mean, if you want some like good creature horror with comedy, then you can watch something like Boar, for example. This, no, it's just terrible. All right, super, super, super expensive 4K disc. It comes with a Blu-ray also and special features on both. How? <laughs> oh, I'm laughing already. <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny because we actually heard a couple people review this movie before we watched it. And oh my God, what are these people talking about? Like, I'm so glad out there you're listening to us to get the real scoop. But how was the video quality? Oh boy. <laughs> it just started and I was like, oh my gosh. We like, we heard someone say that since this was in broad daylight, things were, were very clear. This is one grainy movie. And most of it, it's out of focus. I would say the last couple scenes, Phantom, were the best on this disc. Probably. It actually shined up on a couple's people's faces, and it looked clear and detailed. Outside of that, oh, my God, this is bad, man. Like, no, don't buy this movie if this is your favorite movie ever. Remember, I reviewed my favorite movie ever, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that is the lowest grade 
on our website as of date, F minus. This one isn't that bad, <laughs> but it's not good. Like, oh, it that opening not. scene. I will say it didn't stay as bad as the first couple minutes. Mm-hmm. There is some scenes where it's harder to see the grain. It's always there. But there's some scenes, it's just so snowy and so detailed snowy. It's, wow. Yeah, my only positive as for the video is that you can see certain colors very well. Like eye colors, you can see very brightly, for example. Some shades of red are really good, too. Now, the blood of the creature, like, does he bleed orange or something? I mean, they mention it like he a few times, so whatever. Like, some, it's sometimes red, but when you see the explosion of the creature and they show it, it's all orange. And you're like, what? Yeah, but what's wrong with that, Phantom? I Who don't know. Who cares what color it is? How would you know what color it because would be? Because a little while before, they show that it was very deep red, the blood. So then the color is all wrong. Bloody colored creature. I mean, that's a pretty not fair criticism because we don't know actually what color they were going for. But it's well, yeah, that is true. Then that goes to the movie that that it was just bad. That it was just bad. And just decide: Do you want your your monster to bleed red or orange? And I've heard a couple people say, "Oh, there's scenes in this that looks like it's made." yesterday no No, there's not none oh my god if this movie was made yesterday this movie would be so vibrantly rich and detailed which this movie has none of i mean this is a bright movie it happens in an afternoon in the desert in bright sunlight the whole movie it's very disheartening how out of focus it was a lot of times Mm -hmm. not detailed and grainy like a lot of grain and daytime scenes remember usually it's night scenes that will highlight it more because there's not enough there yeah and now that i think about it i think it's this movie happens from one day to the next because there's a couple that they they are building a house and they get sucked into the earth in their car and that's a True. that's a, a dusk i think and that looked especially especially grainy it was horrible it was a dark scene and it was incredibly yes. grainy any of the far away shots that they're looking at a landscape oh my god i haven't seen that bad since i was in the 80s on an old tv yeah it was it was really really bad and all the rest of the movie happens the following day i'm pretty sure doesn't matter and, uh, it's all in daylight yes yeah and so then it's, that's it's bad just, editing and cut because you had no time separation there. But you are right. I forgot about that scene. Yeah, it's like, ugh. yeah, because everybody forgot about those two people. They were like, OK, where are they? And they and then they just find the car buried and and they are like, oh, uh, why, why did they suck the car? Like they never, of course, imagined that they had sucked the car with the people inside. Right. But anyway. I, I said my only positive is some colors, a few colors look very nice, especially the eyes, and that's it. But in comparison to what? No, in comparison to nothing. I mean, just that you on could a just picture. see. Uh-huh, that you could just see, for example, Kevin Bacon's eyes like very clearly. I mean, the color they had, and that was it. Yeah, All but, the rest was completely murky and. But and, even that eh. don't stand out to me. Your local TV newscast looks a thousand times better than this movie (laughs) i mean it's over the air digital hd looks so much better than this movie yeah black levels non-existent in this movie not at all hdr no way in hell does anything garner hdr here no wide color gamut I'm sure there's more shades. I think maybe that's what you're alluding to. Maybe. But Mm -hmm. it's nothing that perks you up to any level. I mean, this movie isn't that old, really. I mean, 30 years isn't that old. No. We've covered a lot of 70s, 60s, and beyond. Some old movies. I mean, Philadelphia was just, what, four years later or something like that? 1994, 95. 
and and yeah. and look at the, the the 4k in philadelphia i mean it's really good yes and that has a lot of grain too in scenes but yeah. when they go indoors in the courtroom and the faces ups, it's all sh- the faces are rich and colorful and natural and vibrant and distinct yeah this has none of that yeah landscapes have no business being out of focus and this grainy like no everything outside in the daylight it should have looked crisp and there's not there's something that happens to me you know like i was trying to like put on putting on my glasses and taking them off and i'm like am i not looking at it right but no it was the movie it was completely out of focus and it really ticked me off because it had no business being like that now what do you think about the sound there was some tinniness there was some hollowness of it but on a whole i mean it's below average for yeah. a movie everything but was coming the, the music and stuff sounded good it sounded full like the songs that played yes the music but sounded yes, surrounds very little I didn't a notice couple any. little scenes this is 5.0 funnily enough and you can switch 2.0 3.0 or 5.0 yeah, this uh, nothing I, drives to the base unless you have your receiver set up to take low frequencies and bring them to the sub. But I mean, it doesn't sound bad. <laughs> We've heard movies sound worse than this. I can put it that way. But I don't think there was much work put into the audio in this movie. I heard everything coming from the front. Like the mu- the music, yes, it sounded a little more full. But everything else came from the front. And the dialogues, I will say, they were very easily heard. Very intelligible. But that's it. It, it was nothing special. Right. I agree. Okay. Let's give the Phantom three minutes to let you know everything that's included in this limited edition 4K set. All right. 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray Special Edition Contents. New 4K restoration from the original negative by Arrow Films, approved by director Ron Underwood and director of photography Alexander Ruzinski. 60-page perfect bound book featuring new writing by Kim Newman and Jonathan Melville and selected archive materials. Large fold-out double-sided poster featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Matt Frank. Small fold-out double-sided poster featuring new Graboid X-ray art by Matt Frank. Six double-sided postcard-sized lobby card reproduction art cards. Limited edition packaging with reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Matt Frank. Then we go to the disc one, which is the Ultra HD Blu-ray. 4K 2160p UHD Blu-ray presentation in Dolby Vision, HDR10 compatible. Restored DTS HDMA original theatrical 2.0 stereo, 4.0 surround, and remixed 5.1 surround audio options. Optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. New audio commentary by director Ron Underwood and writers-producers Brent Maddock and S.S. Wilson. New audio commentary by Jonathan Melville, author of Seeking Perfection, the unofficial guide to tremors. Making Perfection, a brand new documentary by Universal Pictures, interviewing key cast and crew from the franchise, including Kevin Bacon, Michael Gross, Ariana Richards, Ron Underwood, Brent Maddock and S.S. Wilson, among many others, and revisiting the original locations. The Truth About Tremors, a newly filmed interview with co-producer Nancy Roberts on the film's rocky road to the screen. Bad Vibrations, a newly filmed interview with director of photography Alexander Gruzinski. Aftershocks and Other Rumblings, newly filmed on-set stories from associate producer Ellen Collett. Digging in the Dirt, a new featurette interviewing the crews behind the film's extensive visual effects. Music for Graboids, a new featurette on the film's music with composers Ernest Troost and Robert Falk. Pardon my French, 
a newly assembled compilation of overdubs from the edited for television version. The Making of Tremors, an archive documentary from 1995 by Laurent Bouzereau, interviewing the filmmakers and special effect teams. Creature Featurette, an archive compilation of on-set camcorder footage showing the making of the Graboids. Electronic Press Kit Featurette and Interviews with Kevin Bacon, Michael Gross, and Reba McIntyre. Deleted Scenes, including the original opening scene. Theatrical Trailers, TV and Radio Spots for the original film, as well as trailers for the entire Tremors franchise. Comprehensive Image Galleries, including rare behind-the-scenes stills, storyboards, and two different drafts of the screenplay. Now, on the Blu-ray, <laughs> we have extended hour-long interviews from Making Perfection with Ron Underwood, Brent Maddock, S.S. Wilson, Nancy Roberts, and creature designer Alec Gillis. Outtakes with optional introduction and commentary by S.S. Wilson. Three early short films by the makers of Tremors, remastered in high definition including S.S. Wilson's stop-motion horror comedy classic recorded live from 1975. Yes, these cult classics, these studios, distributors, they put some work into it, so that's always a positive. But not to belabor this movie and 4K grading scale any longer, D-minus Lady Phantom, totally unworth it for the money, DVD is the way to go. F plus to, for me. It's it's just not even worth the D. It's terrible, and I don't ever want to see it again. And uh, if you've bought this out there and spent a lot of money, and you, uh, it's funny because the Phantom and I talk about this quite often about other things in life, things you buy. You want to like what you buy. You yeah. buy a TV, you buy a new coffee pot. A lot of people are already predispositioned to like it because they spent it. So they got some sort of bias. But I'll tell you what, this release is such garbage. I will say the new box art is cool. Orange is my favorite color. The artist that did this is really neat. And I like the original artwork too. Kind of Jaws rip-offish. Yeah, this is very comic booky, actually, and it's very good. Yes. Like, the artwork is very good, and th this could be in a comic yes. book. Yes, and the box set is nice, solid cardboard. It's heavy duty, and with the posters and everything is cool, but <laughs> this movie is not worth it, people. Please, if this is your favorite film, you don't need this version because it isn't worth it unless you want these special things added to the collection so is that going to wrap it up phantom yeah i only want to say i think the movie itself is definitely unworthy and you can watch it maybe on dvd it would look better but of course i mean for fans of the of like super super fans of the movie, like all these additional things might be like uh, an extra that you want to have. But unless that's the case, like just stay away from this. Like I said earlier, Phantom, this is for cult fans of this movie. Mm -hmm. Nobody else will buy this movie. If they do, they're going to sell it or return it right away. Yeah. Because just quality's not there. And I mean, if you like the movie, you like the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we can't say anything about that if this is your style and you had fun with it but i do want you to comment i want to know what really fascinated you with this movie that you rewatch this and like to own this movie all right that episode is down goes out to eric cox thank you if you have your own request for the phantom and i to review on 4k blu-ray disc let us know and we'll add it to the queue all right lady phantom let's get out of here just let them know where to subscribe go to billshetty.com you can find all the links at the end of every page there and while you're at it sign the guest book <laughs> 
Yes. Follow us on Letterboxd, too. Our links are there, too. We got a few new uh, followers this week, I actually did. So that's yep. cool. So for Lady Phantom, I'm Bill Shetty. We're going to catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Bye.